Hello and welcome to The AdPod. Today I'm joined by Rachel Arch, who's the Head of Partnerships at the IAB UK. The IAB is an industry trade body focused on internet advertising. The IAB cover so much. So today's conversation I found really interesting, going into details on everything they're up to. Rach is a good friend of mine, so it was super fun to record this. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into episode three of The App Pod. Hey, Rach, welcome to The App Pod. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm really good. Sun is shining. I feel this is kind of first day of spring. I had my first ice lolly today, so... Uh... The, the, high, the horizon is looking positive. <laughs> well, that's good news. Um, and for those who don't know you, would you mind giving us a quick introduction to your career and what you do now? Yeah, of course. Um, my background is in programmatic ad sales. I joined the industry when I was working in Australia as a, as a search exec then quickly jumped on the, the programmatic train when I you know I moved back to the UK. I had roles at, at Yahoo. Well, that it was known then, um, and then Teeds. I've been at the IB for coming up to three years, and my, my remit's pretty broad, but in essence, kind of making sure members are receiving value from their membership and giving members access to any promotional partnerships that, that we may have to offer as well. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the iPod. Um, obviously, the IAB is so integral to everything in digital advertising. And for those who might not know much about the IAB, what is the remit of the IAB? Yeah, of course. So the IAB mission is to build a sustainable future for digital advertising. And this takes its form in kind of three three main ways. Um, So the first way is tackling addressing the big issue, for example, um, sort of the ICO work, the work that we're doing with the ICO at the moment, kind of on the, the use of data in digital advertising. Um, the second pillar is highlighting and celebrating what works, and that could take its form in, you know, a calendar of events, um, particularly Engage, which is all about showcasing innovation and promoting, you know, what, what good the industry are doing. And then the third pillar is really kind of helping businesses prepare to the future. And, you know, the way I view that is most of our members will be concentrating on, you know, hitting their quarterly targets. Um, And it's really hard to then kind of put your head above the parapet. So the role of the IB is to kind of make them aware of what's coming down the track that will either impact their business or, you know, enable them to to have an opportunity to grow. So that's kind of the the reason why we why we exist. Yeah. And I mean, who's the IB suitable for? Is it? And is it an advertiser member base, publisher member base, ad tech, everyone? Kind of who's who's in it? Yeah, so kind of absolutely any business that works in digital advertising. I mean, you name it. We have got a massive spectrum of membership um, member companies, and that can be you know platforms, publishers, media owners data providers, research agencies, media agencies, and that could be, you know, the big boys like Group M or, you know, a range of um, smaller, smaller digital agencies. And then we've got the brands as well. And that could be the corner shop range, you know, up to HSBC. And that's kind of often the challenge that we have at the IAB, that we are such a broad church 
um, of members and kind of making sure that everyone buys into our mission and what our key priorities are you know thinking about some of the other trade bodies their members all have kind of the same vision um and you know if i'm honest i kind of envy their position with digital being sort of so broad it's quite a, a nuanced job if we do something for the publishers then we you know we risk you know upsetting the platforms and vice versa so it is a bit of a, a balancing act and <clears throat> we are only a team of 25 and i think a way that we overcome that is, you know, we have a member survey, we do a member survey annually um, to kind of keep on top of, you know, what different types of members do, do value. So an example of that could be, and, you know, agencies really value the insights and, and training opportunities we have, whereas ad tech members, you know, use us for exposure or also, you know, more importantly, the regulatory affairs work. That we do so we kind of need to make sure that we are tapping into the needs of all those different types of types of members yeah and i think it's really important that the uh the size of the member is well represented so like you say if you're a, a small business and you might not be able to afford the resources to understand gdpr implications you have a membership body who can help provide advice and guidance and I think especially around the last year to two years when there's been, I mean, so much change in digital <laughs> and that's only you know, continuing and we're seeing announcements kind of every week and uh, a lot of people are scrambling for you know, perspective and, and what it means for their business. And I think to have a, a, a central perspective in the industry that does that, and you know, there are obviously other great trade bodies as well, but trying to meet the needs of multiple stakeholders to provide sustainable ecosystem is just like, super important if we all want to keep keeping jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you think about the, the membership that we have, you know, we've got you know, thousands of members that use us in very different ways. And yes, okay, there are some big global platforms, you know, publishers that will have teams of people you know legal teams regulatory teams that can support them but there is a you know broad area of our membership that don't don't have those resources and actually you know use the IOB for exactly that and I think one thing that we really try and make you know make members aware of is that we are probably the only well we are the only trade body um, in the UK that is flying the flag for digital specifically yes there are plenty of other trade bodies work you know in advertising but when it comes to kind of that digital part you know we are the only ones that are having those conversations with government yeah for sure and you know, I imagine most of your members or lots of your members aren't just UK based businesses. They also have offices around the world and we're seeing kind of pan-European global regulations, et cetera, been implemented. So how does the IAB UK work with the rest of the IAB? So we have a great relationship with the other IABs. We're kind of like the friendly cousin. Um, well, we're all friendly cousins, you know, so we work independently, but very much um, in touch as broadly, we're all trying to do the same thing. Um, the UK actually is one of the, the bigger of the IABs, and we introduce initiatives that the other IABs are now adopting, which you know is, is a fantastic way that, that we're working more collaboratively. For example, um, the IB Gold Standard has now been adopted and rolled out in Ireland and Sweden due to the success in the UK. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think that sometimes comes up as um 
when you have like you know a, a company uh, based in the UK, uh, but they want to open in other markets and have that advice on what to look for. I guess that's where the IAB plays more than just a one market role, even though I believe it was founded in the UK, um, obviously helps represent other markets as well. Yeah, definitely. And I regularly have or get introduced to businesses that are members of, you know, IAB South Africa or, you know, IAB France that then want to, you know, start rolling out their proposition in the UK. And then we kind of then take on that relationship as well to help them, you know, specifically with UK regulatory advice or standards within the UK. Because like you said, you know, a moment ago, actually there's loads of global initiatives but often sometimes the laws and the policies actually are, you know, country specific. Mm. And then um, obviously my background is programmatic and I'm very heavily leaning in on the work the IAB Tech Lab does. Uh, they've had some fantastic initiatives around trying to make the programmatic supply chain better. There's a bunch of documents currently out for comment on the use of data, you have you know, the transparency consent framework of passing data and putting user interests first, a ton of stuff. Um, how does the how does the tech lab role, how, I guess, how does it play out within the IAB? Yeah, that's a great question because a bit like kind of the friendly cousin analogy on the last question, you know, we, we work with the IAB tech lab. So we work closely with them to ensure that the UK is represented Tina Lankani, our head of head of Arctic, sits on their uh, in their advisory meetings. Um, and often, when we need to push a, a UK initiative onto the Tech Lab roadmap, um, UK members will work collaboratively in some of the working groups that we have, and then we will put a case forward or work with the Tech Lab. Um, to kind of think of a solution or can there be an addendment to open you know, the open RTB spec? Um, and as part of membership, our role is to, you know, for UK member base, for our UK member base, is to give them access to Tech Lab resource. Because you know, to your point earlier, we have a number of big global businesses that will probably be members via other, other IEBs, for example, IBUS. But then lots of our members, you know, think of the UK publishers, for example, kind of will rely on, on us to give them entry to, to that resource. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's so many businesses are reliant on IAB standards. So even OpenRTB, which connects thousands of publishers with thousands of buyers, with thousands of ad tech providers, that's an IAB owned standard. Um, so, yeah, I, I find the balancing of the technical specs with the, global perspective of a sustainable digital industry um, is a, a fascinating to see play out and, and how it helps the industry um, so, so significantly. Um, and different markets, you know, on that point, I suppose different markets are at different, different, you know, spaces or places when it comes to certain initiatives. For example, you know, digital out of home might be a priority in one country, but but not in another connected TV, you know, so actually with some of these emerging channels, especially thinking now they're being bought programmatically are actually in totally different positions, depending on the market. So, you know, we have to push things from whatever, you know, our UK members see as a priority. Got you. Got you. And then I guess kind of, um, sort of looking for, for this year and beyond, what are sort of the, the core initiatives coming from the IAB UK? 
So yeah, that's that's quite a big question. Um, there are certain initiatives that are ongoing. Since I joined the IEB nearly three years ago, trust and transparency has been a key priority for all members. Um, and it also seems that every year we're having to deal with more coming down the tracks from, from policymakers to, you know, and our role is to help keep the industry self-regulated. Um, some more recent initiatives, you know, tackling the cha changes to user ID and how, how our members will need to adapt. But I suppose this year, as a, as a company, we sit down every year and consider what are the new things we need to give, give a focus to. Um, an example of something, you know, initiative this year is sort of focusing on um, emerging channels, four emerging channels. So that's audio, CTV, e-commerce and gaming. And this sort of sits with our pillar of helping businesses prepare, prepare for the future. Um, and the reason behind this was since the pandemic here, there has been an increase in you know, Joe Public engaging with these different types of, of media. So giving, giving a focus to that and showcasing you know, the effectiveness and the creativity these channels have is, is really important. I suppose to build on that we had e-commerce week two weeks ago and it was it was an incredible week and first first of its kind and you know we chose to do debates we had a creative workshop and then you know we kicked off the week with a release of our you know flagship 2021 research that we're doing called real living which is taking a deep dive into how the public are engaging with those different types of of media um, and you know the first release was all you know, member hold e-commerce, um, but by the end of the year, we we hopefully you know, will be delivering a turn turn a turn of consumer insights that will will benefit all members. You know, you don't just have to work in those sorts of four four channels, but it's going to sort of build build a case for using digital advertising by being able to share you know all those consumer insights on how the public is actually engaging um, with digital media. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. The research that the IAB does is um, is worth the membership fee alone. It's so worthwhile reading through it and it captures so much. Um, and then I guess people who listen to this podcast are usually quite interested in what advertisers think. Um, love to know from the IAB UK perspective, what kind of your advertising members saying are their priorities this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, advertisers can join the IB for free, actually. So most brands use us to get under the hood of what their agencies and supply partners are doing. Um, and we work with a range of, of brands that could be, you know, small businesses, which saw kind of a big push over the last 12 months to, to DTC brands. Um, at the moment, you know, lots of FMCG brands are leaning in. Um, because the IB is helping them navigate the potential government changes to, you know, promoting HFSS product advertising. And if you know what HFSS means, it's high fat um, sugar salt. We surveyed our brand members at the end of last year. And I think ultimately brands want to know, does digital work? And how can they prevent their brand from appearing against content that they deem negative? Um, this is becoming more prevalent. So we have we now have 14 brands signed up to be gold standard brand supporters. Um, and this is the way that the IAB, you know, gives a stamp of, of approval to help navigate things like 
ad fraud and, and brand safety. And these are pretty sizable brands. So Unilever, Tesco, McDonald's, who all kind of rely on their agencies to help them keep that commitment. Um, but also this is a tool that the sell side use to shine and show those brands that they're doing the right thing on their behalf as well. So it's all kind of, the, the idea is quite a unique position where we kind of tie up those sort of different parts of the industry, but with kind of the brand, the brand sort of core, core need in, in the heart of it. Um, I also sort of mentioned the ongoing need to sort of prove that digital works, you know, I'm sure measurement and effectiveness is something that is just a continued, continued conversation. Um, but they, you know, they essentially want to know, is this format going to help them sell products? If they're KPI done, you know, Tesco's KPI this Easter on how many Easter eggs it sells, you know, and is digital the platform to help them do that? And, you know, our role at the IB is helping them, you know, helping you know our members prove prove that it is and prove that they should be investing in this channel um i think other things that we you know as a, as a trade body or as a supply side kind of deemed super important whether that's you know supply chain transparency which is a you know, key priority for the ieb or user id yet again you know huge initiative this year but i think that brands really kind of heavily rely on well businesses like yours or um you know their agency partners and their supply partners to kind of do that hard work for them you know using the experts and their skills to help advise them on what the best course of action should be and i guess you know the the pandemic has changed the way that we all, all do things and i know one of the things the iab do a lot of is training and we were fortunate enough to be instead are a training partner with the iab obviously in-person delivery of that has changed and also you know used to have member updates I think monthly and quarterly so I guess how have the IAB kind of adapted to this kind of new world that we've found ourselves in? Yeah well the pandemic you know the pandemic has been terrible um, but it has played a, a card to the IAB in the sense that we were often limited um, by venue capacity or having to charge to cover those sorts of venue costs, catering, delegate badges, etc. If I think, you know, if you think about the, the bigger flagship events that, that we have. So going, going virtual has meant significant increase in the number of delegates joining events. Um, and we've also made, you know, made all IB events free, which, you know, obviously has played a bit of a part of that, but it really has taken that, that barrier away. Um, there is, there is no replacement for an in-person event. That is a fact. You know, part of going to an event is that networking opportunity. It, you know, normally some media owner has bought a, a very excellent selection of pick and mix or, um, or a popcorn machine. You know, you, you haven't got that real person. So kind of from events perspective, we, we haven't slowed down um, and we're doing more to, you know, highlight and celebrate digital and, and educate the industry. So every Wednesday or well, most Wednesdays, we have an educational um, session kind of on, on the latest that the brands, agencies or even certain parts of the supply chain kind of need to be aware of. Aware of. Um, we, I suppose, talk about training. So yeah, you guys are one of our one of our partners, and we have a pretty ambitious um, goal at the IV to make all of our training free for, for members to access. You know, we moved we moved quite quickly 
from our in-person training offering when the pandemic hit to, to the virtual world and, and all our trainers kind of were, were really capable of, of doing that. And that worked out really well. But I think now, now we're in our flow a bit, kind of this new normal where actually people want things when at their own time, we're going to be moving more into this sort of on-demand training and using, you know, uh, an e-learning platform to make, you know, this more accessible, but also to fit in with, with everyone's day-to-day. -day. Um, I think it's really hard sometimes to, to navigate, you know, the new things that are coming up in digital. And you mentioned earlier, you know, it seems like there's always a new sort of government initiative. And I think we'll try and use some of the e-learning platform, you know, the e-learning platform that we're creating to actually help members navigate, you know, whether that is best practice of tra transacting data based on the ICO recommendation or, you know, what, what user idea um, you know, means for, for brands specifically. So that, you know, there is a whole hub of resource that any member can use to, to keep them as up to date as possible, because that's half the challenge, isn't it? Just sort of keeping in the on the front foot um, all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. Um, even if you're really dialed into it yeah. day to day, it's still difficult. Um, you know, I work at the IAB and it's still a lot to take on. Um, the IAB just covers so much. There's there's so many um, important initiatives, um, member, members from different parts of the industry, and there's research, there's training, there's you know a lot and um it's an, it's an amazing resource to have to be to have access to and be a part of so if people who are listening to this currently aren't engaged with the iab or, or want to know more how would they go about you know finding out more i'd just say get in touch you know we would love to speak to any business that works in digital that, that is not you know currently a member about what a potential partnership could look like or you know, like you said, there's a lot to navigate at the IEB. And if you feel like, you know, we are part of the IB, but I'm not kind of utilising everything that, that you guys have to offer. You know, I've got an account management team who would be more than happy to kind of take any member through how to access our resources most effectively, because there's so much there. And I suppose the way I see IB membership is there's you know, so many benefits and they kind of fit into different, you know, boxes, if, if you were. But we want to make sure that every member is feeling like they're getting the full value. There's, there's so much information on the IOB site and that probably is the best way to kind of contact us but you know we are more than open to trying to help members kind of make the most of it as much as possible and obviously talk to any potential member that's awesome we've covered so much today Rach I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, yeah look forward to seeing you soon for an in-person meeting hopefully yeah defo well thanks ever so much Wayne cheers Rach well, that's it for episode three of the AdPod. I hope you found that interesting. As probably came across, I am very in favour of what the IAB do and stand for, and it's definitely worth staying very dialed in on their initiatives. Anyway, I hope you stay safe and well in the coming weeks, and I'll see you again soon. <laughs>